0: Good evening, one and all, and welcome to the Sisters Talking podcast. And tonight we are talking about beauty standards amongst Black women. On tonight's discussion, we meet the Ebster, Crazy, Lady A, and Aki Merk. So, ladies, when it comes to our beauty, I wish to say this is what I want to say. See, we live in a we live in a world society where it is led by white supremacy and we are we live in a we live in a white supremacist society and a part of that means that beauty is led by whiteness and that is the and that has been the standard that's been set and so when we live in a western society that's exactly what we're being told we're being told that whiteness is beautiful blackness isn't beautiful um, blackness is ugly, Um, our lips are ugly, our eyes are ugly, our nose are ugly, our hips are ugly, our backsides are ugly, Our, our thighs are ugly. So, bearing that in mind, we've been, and especially since we live in a country like the United Kingdom, where it's been pushed, you know, whiteness has been pushed as the norm of beauty. So, I don't know how people feel about that, but that's the kind of society that we live in. And we still live in it to a certain degree. Although in recent times, um, you know, blackness has seen has been seen as beautiful and it's and it's now, you know, been pushed. You know, we're seeing more black beauty on magazines, we're seeing it we're seeing it in adverts, we're seeing it in on poster, on billboard posters and stuff like that. So um that's the angle where I'm coming from but you know blackness to me has always been beautiful you know we've got eight shades of um
1: black skin and as far as I'm concerned they're all that they're all beautiful thank you Ebster um having so we've got this idea of of white supremacy we've got this idea that of, of a of a standard that has been that an archetype as you as it were that, that that's out there so growing up who were your who were your who were your idols who did you look up to as as beautiful i'm going to start with you a crazy and then move on to you um akumak
2: um i didn't know what all the fuss was about with celebrities and famous people i totally didn't get what all the fuss was about they all looked like pretty meh to me and i wasn't too impressed and then I found Grace Jones and I was like, oh my God. You know? Mm-hmm. Um I, and I loved everything about her. I loved the fact that um one of the you can imagine like I'm about seven or eight years old, so um it's 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 not something you see every day, like when you first discover Grace Jones. And I remember being like, um, pretty, pretty obsessed with her and going to the library, this is like back in the day, going to the library so that I could read various different newspaper articles. Cause you could do that back in the day, you know, before you got, you know, apps to do all that for you, you have to do the physical work yourself. Mm-hmm. So I would go to the library and I would, you know, look through the papers to see what, what the newest thing I could find out about Grace Jones. And I remember once reading that, um somebody tried to do her makeup like from head to toe and suggested that they go a shade lighter because um, she will reflect better and she completely fired this person and you know like warned the whole makeup team that if they want to do anything to change her skin tone they can make her darker but don't you dare even like contemplate the idea of making me lighter than the shade I am and I thought that was just brilliant you know I kind of likes the fact that she's got this sort of asexual look about her as well, so she can look very, very feminine, but also very masculine, and make both of those styles into her own. You know, I just like the fact that she didn't do things like everybody else did, and she like really rocked short hair as well for a very long time. You know, and it was just her hair as well for a very long time. So. Yeah that, that 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 that's my short answer to that question. It <laughs> was a longer one. <laughs> How I old was for you at the time when you thought Grace
3: Jones was beautiful because I've got a different story about her. Um I think I
2: was about 8. Oh wow. You yeah. were woke. Oh, at 8 you were woke. <laughs> I think I was about I think I was about 8. Yeah. You were woke at 8. Yeah, and I, I thought she, I thought she was I thought she was very cool. Just and um, part of part of reading that she made such a strong statement about it in that way definitely done a lot to me to add to my idea of her being beautiful. I think. Mm. So, Aki
1: you're saying you know she was woke. What were you saying at that time? I'm I'm saying that okay, Grace Jones is Jamaican, mm-hmm. and. Um, she actually
3: went to school as well with a family member of mine as well. So I knew of Grace Jones, but
2: oh. so I, mean,
3: I, I never saw people like now I can say, Oh, she's got like amazing, um, bone structure. And do you know what I'm saying? She's just got this beautiful, like chocolate skin. But, um, you know, around that time, eight, um, I was thinking she was ugly. She was scary to me um and you know at that time there wasn't many dark-skinned people and i didn't really hear much people saying oh dark-skinned people oh they're beautiful look at you know their skins like you know midnight whatever it was just like no like that person's black that person's you know so i didn't really look at dark dark dark-skinned people and think like what I knew was beautiful, and who I was thinking was beautiful at the time was Whitney Houston, Janet Jackson. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my mom. <laughs> Let me not forget my mom. I thought my mom was like amazing because she, yeah, she's my mom. But yeah I thought you know Whitney Houston and Janet Jackson, and you know when you started to get like right on magazine, and do you remember right on? Does anyone I do actually. I so do. Like, oh, one of my favourites. <laughs> then it was like, then like Queen Latifah and MC Light, and then people started to come and then you're like, okay, I can relate to these people. But really and truly, what exactly. was Whitney Houston, Janet Jackson, and the kids on the Cosby show. Yeah. yeah. So it was okay. like, that, that was the look then. Um, And I I grew up like in my early years in Jamaica, so a lot of it was like American television. Mm -hmm. So yeah, whatever was America was putting out, you know, that's who you looked at and said, you know, they were
1: beautiful. Yeah. Epster, who was your childhood idol?
0: Well, I'm going to enter my teens actually at TLC i wanted to oh TLC. i wanted to my, my i, I tried to like do my hair cheapest. like T-Boss, and it just wasn't dropping <coughs> it's like i went to i i remember when i was 17 18 i had um i had my hair done by a student at um at a college and i gave them the, the, the image as you do when, when yeah, you when, when yeah exactly. an and these were the days when she, when t-boss had her hair in a pop style and she had like the straggly bits at the side yeah and um needless to say that um it didn't quite drop but (laughs) yeah i I, I just look like a um, a bowl with with with, with some noodles (laughs) and that's the thing about about getting your hair done um trying to copy a style or trying to get the stylist to copy the style it just doesn't it just doesn't translate yeah um but yeah i mean all three um t bars left eye god rest their soul and chin yeah. you know those three are absolutely beautiful and and i'm a big fan of theirs musically as well so and you know we're, we're talking about the days when they used to wear condoms on their attire to promote safe sex mm-hmm. so that's what i try to be like you know and 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 I like Haki Mac, you know, like I grew up in, I grew up in the 80s and the late 80s. And yes, I, I also bought Right On magazine. So, you know, you had you had your Queen Latifas and, and your MC Lights and you had Yo-Yo as well, the rapper Yo-Yo. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, and, and then, you know, it's like and then and then and then further on, you know, even today, you know, you've got the likes of um, Viola Davis. Um, Chloella Benjamin, I don't care what anyone says. That woman's beautiful. She um, is actually. Yeah, she looks pretty. she's good, that's, yeah. that's good she for her good. age. Yeah, I mean, she she's over good. 70 and, and, and yeah. she, you know, she's She, 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 she does look pretty damn fine for her age, yeah. that's So, you know, so, but yeah, going back to my teenage years, it was like TLC and all the female rappers that, that and any girl that was in a hip hop video, but <laughs> because they were all pretty back mm. then. But yeah, so you know, I tried to copy those beauty standards. Um, yes, yeah, so, so but yeah, TLC were my main idols, and also
1: on Vogue as well. On you know,
2: Vogue, I was just about to say that you yeah. know,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, okay, I'm about to blow you all away now. I'm gonna go I'm gonna lick you all out of the water, right? Because I grew up in the '70s, so I'm showing my age now. So I was a child of the '70s. So when I was eight and all those ages. There was none of this. None of what you're talking about didn't exist. So I had, do you know what I mean? But so I didn't even consider what I used to love watching. I used to love Charlie's Angels as a child. Oh, I <laughs> love Charlie's Outfit. Angels, yeah. and I, you know what I mean? These three badass is... girls. Yeah. Kind of <laughs> and I used to get my cardigan and tie it to my head because I wanted one of the, I wanted a fara flip.
2: Oh, did you stand in front of the I used to stand in front, in front of hair. the
1: mirror with the far, with the fara flip. <laughs> and with the the, 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 arms hanging down so yeah. that I could
2: flip my head. You flip it? Oh, that's hilarious. And
1: so when you're thinking about those role models, there weren't many you see what I mean? In terms of who was mainstream. So there was like Diana Ross or people like that. But when you're looking at mainstream, who was on the charts, who was on top of the pops on a Sun, on a Saturday, on, on a Thursday, the, the, all the people that you talk, you're talking, talking about, they were a whole decade later. Yeah. It was big by the uh, time they came out. Yeah. By the time you got to the late eighties, nineties, I was working and you know what I mean, minding my business. Mm. So when I was growing up, there were very few um, black people on TV, very few black people doing, there were people doing music, but they weren't the ones that were being pushed and they were American. And as you say, you talk about Fiona, um, Fio, what what's name, Fio, Benjamin. Yeah. They were few and far between. There yeah, was her, both. there was a few other people, the shows that were on TV, um, there was the Fosters and all these kinds of things, but they weren't being projected as beautiful they were just we need black people in these shows so we had black shows we had black people we had black bodies but we didn't have black beauty in that way so the magazines that we had and you know i mean my guy all of these kind of magazines um they had the latest stuff but they didn't have but they weren't plugging black women as being strong, as being powerful, as being out there, being doing their own thing. And, you know, I mean, sexuality and all of that, it didn't exist. Yeah. So I was far off all set majors with a flick. Do you, do, you, do you see what I mean? So you, do, and it's really interesting because I was sitting down and listening to you go in, I didn't have any of that. So I had to carve my own, you know what I mean? You ended up kind of, because there were so few black people that you could really sort of, we presented as thinking of beautiful and you never really thought of them as being beautiful they mm. were black and they were singers but the mm, beauty yeah. angle wasn't powerful set was the one that was on all the magazines and she was the prettiest one out of all of the out of the three and the other she was the only blonde the other two were brunettes so this is like yeah idea they were brunettes that's that really right. is pushed yeah. the idea of being blonde i never wanted to be blonde but i did want to have lighter hair so there's, do you know what I mean? And these kinds of images that you get fed, yeah. Kind of then, how do you then present yourself? Because I had my cardigan, and my mum would be pulling it up. <clears throat> pulling it off my cardigan, stop, stretch out your cardigan, because I had it wrapped around my head tight, all the buttons, you know what I mean, and hanging down. Lady so, A, oh sorry, so, sorry, Akiman. No, I was saying that um, it's
3: funny because you're saying that you grew up in the seventies. Mm -hmm. Um, I grew up in the 80s and it it seems like it changed from the beauty standards being just white people you're looking at in the 70s. -hmm. My mum was very much kind of on the, um, you know, black is beautiful thing. I used to get like black dolls. My mum even ended up being um, opening um, a bookstore and toy store that just supplied, you know, black gifts for black people. Mm. Um, so black dolls was something I had, even though I did love of I had to have all the Barbies, had to have all the Cindy's. Um, but she always looked for even Rainbow Bright had a black friend called Indigo. And I remember I didn't get the Rainbow Bright, I got Indigo. Do you remember? She had blue streaks in her hair, yeah? Oh! Right? And dreadlocks. She looked like she had dreadlocks. Remember the rainbow bright, like, soft, oh, soft... Oh, I do, actually. This is, like, this is, like, for people from the 80s. I do, <laughs> actually. That's quite... Black dolls didn't kids, exist. I had to oh, have the black ones. But my standard of view... It wasn't like I was trying to be white, but that was, you know, I was very different from my other friends who had the... The white dolls, the white tiny tears, and the white cabbage patch and that. But my mom was very different. Like she, you know, she wore an afro. You know, my aunts, my uncles, they were, you know, all on that. But I do remember, like what you say, in the cardigan on the heads. It was the, it was the um tights. I put lots of tights on my heads, ah, and she them.
1: So yeah, well.
3: and it was because you know Janet Jackson, Whitney Houston. Although I loved them. They always had long hair.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Long straight hair. Yeah, mm-hmm. long straight hair.
3: It always had that. So, you know, I had to do the tights because even though I thought, do you know what I'm saying? You know, them time there they're saying pickier, didn't it.
1: Mm-hmm. You, you
3: know, with my little kid, I had to have the tights, because otherwise, do you know what I'm saying? It, I'm not as beautiful as them because they had, you know, long hair. Mm-hmm. And all the kids on Cosby Show had long hair.
2: Yeah, and so long,
3: straight hair. Yeah. So again, you know, it changed from what the colour of the skin was. You were allowed to be, you know, a little bit black. But the still, the standard was black with short hair, you still don't make it. So it's it's mm. funny. I'd like to see what people think of the standard now. So, like, we've moved from the times Lady A hardly had that representation on TV. And then yeah. the eighties we had a bit in the 90s did much change but like now we have a lot of black representation um in media um but how much has it changed even though we have the representation what do black women still think of beauty standards is it still like black. that little girl with the with the um tights or lady a with the cardigan you know do you still have to have
0: like almost european features i used to i mean you know go back to uh, very quickly back to the days of me i mean like you know in the 80s i would go around with a towel on my head and calling myself sharon, sharon because yeah sharon um, because i wanted long hair
2: mm-hmm. because
0: um you know it's like i wanted long hair because all my friends, well, all my white friends anyway, they had long hair. And so, and and I, I hated my name for some reason. Don't, don't ask me why, I love it now, but you know, I hated Ebony. But now, um, you know, I wouldn't, you know, to look back and to, to, see, to see the poor representation um, in the 80s, and it, it's, it's actually improved. And I don't know whether it's improved because, you know, people want to, you know, um, Pacify us, but you know, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, the, the representation, um, you know, that we started to have was long overdue because there were beautiful women back in the eighty, um, in the seventies, and you know, growing up, it wasn't just black women that that I thought were beautiful. I mean, I thought Debbie Harry was, and she still is. Yeah. Um, and you know, she looks good for seventy six, and um, and who else? And Joanna Lumley, and and um. And, and, and all sorts of things. Kim Wilde and, and all of those people, they were also beautiful as well. And I wanted to have long hair like them because that's all I was. Because back then, that is all we were. That that's that's what that's what was pushed to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then like and then later on in the late the nineties, you point. had like you had like Nia Long with her short hair back mm. in the days of those, you know, the right. doctors, mm. that boomerang, that hay Berry as well, you know. So things started to pick, for me, things started to pick up like late 80s, early 90s. But, yeah, Can I ask
1: I mean, a question? When mm. did you do, when did you first do perm, wet look, any of those kinds of um, changes to your hair? What age, what prompted you? a crazy when did you start when did did you ever do that did you pr- perm your hair when any
2: of those things um yeah and i was going to carry on from what the episode was saying because um i i do remember the the sort of thing that crossed over <laughs> color lines in some way was like long hair mm-hmm. especially sort of late 70s most of the '80s, whether you were male or female, it was like you know, a nice bit of long hair it was always lovely. And um, my mum, uh, when I was little, she always used to hot comb my hair. Mm-hmm. So one of my earliest memories and associations to beauty is like that fizzy smell of hot vaseline
1: mm. on your neck,
2: burning up your
1: neck.
2: Burning. Mm. That is one of, That is one of my. Eh, eh, one ah. of my earliest memories um of you know making myself beautiful is mm-hmm. is definitely like the danger of the hot comb. Just the sight of it sitting on top of the home. <laughs> oh, gosh. And you saying to me, "Don't move your neck, or I'll burn you." Mm-hmm. And then, and then... <laughs>
1: of panic and fear of having the hot comb yeah
2: and then the sound of because she would always use the same towel we had a hot comb towel you know Mm -hmm. that was always like a little bit damp just in case the hot comb is is you know too Too soon and i always remember that that sound of her taking it off the hob and then Mm that. And then they don't move! I'm coming near your ear! I'm just thinking, oh my God! And uh, I I, I suffered through that for absolute Mm. years, but I loved the after effects of it and being able to go into school and doing the whoosh, whoosh, whoosh Mm. thing with my hair. And mummy would slap me up when I got home, because as you can imagine, it's like, by the end of the day, it's a frizz bomb. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Totally ruined all those hours of work. But um, Mm. yeah, that's one of my um, earliest memories. And then I remember, um, because we lived on on Cavern Park estate and my auntie lived two floors up. And I remember when I got to about 12 or 13, going up to my auntie's house and saying, I'm ready for my hair to be relaxed now. Mm. Like it was some kind of coming of age. Like stage that I mm. had to go through. Like I've had my period, my breasts are fully grown. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna relax my head. Like it's a stage yeah. that I had to go through. It never occurred to me that that stage was optional. To be honest, mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: and absolutely. <laughs> and Akumat, what was your memory? Your first time you did anything to your hair?
3: Oh my god, I was naughty. So I had an older cousin who um, she had got her hair relaxed. And you know, it's like a crazy, was were saying that look, it was slick. It looked light. I had thick hair. I was always the last one, like sitting there, getting my hair done because it took time. So I relaxed my hair myself.
0: <gasps>
3: yeah, I convinced the cousin to help me. I was probably about 11. Oh my and gosh. I was living Sorry. with my grandma's time on my great grand. So then I told my grandma that I hot pressed it. So not like it's not relaxer because I knew the relaxer was different and more permanent. But I said mm. I hot pressed it to do that. And then like my grandma don't really know hair, so she's not gonna know that the difference or anything like that. But it started to pick out in it. Oh because no. If you have you know, do the regrowth, it was mad. It was mad. I had to do like a Jericho. My hair was all right, but the process of Jericho, I don't know if anyone here has had one or listeners, you know, when that booster touches that scalp, it stinks and it burns. And my scalp is so sensitive, so I'd run wild. So I'm glad that journey's over, but I, I did definitely feel a slave to it, especially when you do like the short bobs and that, you gotta have like the back of it, like the, you know, the neck back all looking all slick and all of that. Yeah. I'm so glad it's over. Like when I see what, people isn't do it? it now, I just feel pain. <laughs> but relief. I'm so glad. Mm. I'm so glad. Even one time I cut my hair, I just I loved it, freedom.
0: Yeah, freedom. Okay, I don't so. think I'll do
3: that again. But yeah, um, but I'll never mm-hmm. ever relax again. And yeah. ne- you know, none of them. They all, you know, they they knew it was optional, and I never really gave them that option either. So, because mm. you no, know, it's. It's not worth it. Well, I felt that for me, it wasn't I worth agree. it. Some people back. Yeah, for me, it wasn't worth it. It wasn't worth it for the pain.
0: Yeah,
3: but yeah. Naughtiness sprung there.
0: Yeah. Um, I remember um being under double figures, and my mum, growing up in a West Indian household, because that uh, having a hot having a hot comb or African West Indian household having a hot comb was like the norm Mm -hmm. in inverted commas so yeah i had the hot comb i also um was afraid of the comb because once that comb came off the off the stove and it came close to my scalp i was like oh my mom's like on your head because Mm -hmm. she wanted me to keep my head still while she glided that hot comb yeah and yes i did feel the steam and yes i did like my hair how it felt because the hot comb makes your hair feel softer and yeah just lovely and light lovely and light and um and looking sleek and then um the first time i got um what we used to call wet look or perm now it was when i was 12 and i had it done in the states and um when i look back at the fact that i had um curly perm i think of coming to america follow the drip follow the drip Mm -hmm. oh yeah and the upkeep of that because i did that from the age of 12 until the age of about of about 37 so i did that for a good uh, 25 years of um, on and off getting my hair processed uh suffering the 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 relaxer cream and that that stuff burns your scalp and it leaves like unwanted scabs on your scalp Mm. so i did that for 25 years um but yes, yeah, so it was, a, it was a process of like having it, having curly perm and having a relaxer so that, you know, so, cause when you have a relaxer, it's just straight and, and, and silky. And the only reason why I carried it on is because it wasn't to try and be European. It was because I liked the way my hair felt. And especially when it was cut into a style, I just loved, I just loved the fact that I could just like run my fingers through my hair. So, so easily, but then the upkeep, um, was quite expensive as well because you had to you had to go and steam it every two weeks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and there were times when um, I didn't do that. So what I would do is I'd get like the, the the pink uh, cream. I can't remember what, what it's called. Pink. And like, was it, oh. it just pink? Was it pink luster or something like yeah. that? Luster. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah, I can see. And that I used to now.
0: squeeze that in my hand, like oh. nobody's business, and then like rub it. it rub it in my hands and then douse my hair to give it that just done look even though it was looking kind of um even though the the the, the regrowth is coming through so Mm. i tried to do that to make it look as new as possible um but then i stopped doing that when and, and in between that i had weaves as well you know the long weaves but um but then 2013 you know just after my father died i decided look you know i'm, I'm not gonna do my I'm, I'm just not gonna do it anymore i i can't because what people don't understand is that um relaxer cream contains an ingredient called lye spelled l-y-e and i think that's 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 what burns the scalp mm. um and having to and, and anyone who's had their hair their, their hair permed um you know that the the relaxing cream has to set into your into your hair yeah. for about 20 minutes or so yeah. and yeah. having to sit there in a hairdresser um fanning my scalp like it was gonna do anything because you know the, the burning sensation just wouldn't go away mm. and then there was a sense of relief once it was washed off but yeah i stopped doing that in 2013 and i started to you know cross between getting um that kinky twist and and, and braids and and leaving it natural for a couple of weeks before doing it again yeah um, i felt that was a I, I just felt i could handle that more than having to sit in a hairdresser's for like two three hours and the only reason why it took longer than two hours is because the hairdresser always had other customers so always I had to, other customers every single time All day. You like, start with All me day. tell I'm, me about I'd, it i'd actually i actually go there at two o'clock and then not leave until about seven that's how long it took because she mm-hmm. had the hairdresser always had other people to deal with, but yeah, I I I I just felt that it was enough was enough for my scalp. My scalp couldn't take the pain anymore. I'd seen pictures of people who had relaxed their hair for years, and their, and scalp, their scalp was scalp. peeling and looking raw. So I thought, you know what? I'm, I'm I'm I've had enough. I've absolutely had enough of the relaxer. So I so, so now I just stick to like. When I, whenever I don't have my hair in its natural state, I will just like, do what I've got. What I've got in my hair right now is kinky twists and things like that. And and my scalp feels a lot better for it. So you know, yeah. so after after six weeks or so, I take out the scu- um, the kinky twists and my hair. But yeah, there was a bit of growth to my hair. And and yeah, and and um, and, you know, leading up to when I when I do it again, when I re kinky twist my hair, you know, I, I I put it in plaits and stuff like that. But yeah but 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 um but i just think that you know for what we go through especially as, especially as african women what we go through or what we went through in order to you know to upkeep the, the the beauty standards of what every woman is supposed to look like it's not only expensive but it is painful
2: yeah and sometimes dangerous
1: exactly it sometimes is painful. dangerous yeah.
2: Akima did you have some
1: did did you want to come back in on that
3: yeah I just want to stay with this because I have some facts from the afrocentric website oh and it mentions that women who relax their hair are more at risk of stuff like cancers early menopause Mm. um thinning and alopecia it says 78 percent it was in a study that 78% of hair products marketed towards black women containing chemicals are linked to obesity, infertility, and cancer. And it's also shown that 80 percent of the relaxers contain a toxic chemical, chemicals as parabens. And these are linked to cancer, reduced muscle mass, weight gain, and hormone disruption um so this is dangerous stuff it says it's got the same ph level as a drain cleaner that's yeah. what we put in
2: our hair yeah yeah that's what we've been putting in our hair poison yeah it's just that really strong smell of of that bleak that strong bleachy tea peroxide smell is one of my um strongest memories of uh relaxing my hair but i think um you know i think my ancestors as as well as quite a large um amount of the population of my family were trying to tell me to stop because i remember um so sort of towards the end of high school i definitely had it relaxed a few times by then and then i went to uni in manchester and um it was sort of mid 90s i don't know if you remember that huge um gas i uh not... Um, I think it was an I- IRA explosion in the city centre of Manchester. Okay. And, um, and that knocked out my hairdressers.
1: <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. so that A was sister. the end of the, the one wow. black hairdressers oh, that I could find in Manchester. Oh, Can you imagine? You know, I remember mm-hmm. watching the news and feeling really guilty and bad because that was my first... <laughs> The first I said, oh no. my god my hairdresser what's gonna happen now mm-hmm. because like I'd, I'd never you know i had never been to manchester i didn't really know the area i was like i was you know, thank goodness that i found a hairdresser and i remember that was like the first time since i had relaxed my hair that i had to go out and maybe think about buying a kit and like do you really want to devote yourself to this or find another hairdresser you know what it's like with finding a hairdresser you literally have to build up a relationship with them before you can trust them to do anything on your head well that's how i feel before you can trust them to actually do anything significant on your head you have to build literally build up a relationship with them that's true and um i remember that being such a funny thing and i came home and one of my aunties braided my hair went back to manchester left it for a couple of months too many probably Mm -hmm. came back and um the only shampoo i think um son knows this story because I've told me before, but the only shampoo that mummy had in our house at the time was Timite, like the emergency shampoo. Like mm-hmm. things have really got bad if you're if you're even considering using this shampoo, yeah. So, um, and I thought, oh yeah, I they don't do the advert anymore, thank goodness. But the Timurte advert used to be like this classic sort of like blonde lady riding on a white horse with her hair sort of flowing around in the behind her, like some kind of sort of veil or cape or something. Mm-hmm. And then she gets off the horse and, and she's got like this floral jug that she pours over her hair and all these flowers fall out and then she flips her hair back and all of a sudden it's been blow dried and styled and curled and waved and all these <laughs> things have been done to you know what I mean? Because of this amazing shampoo. And I remember saying to mommy, are you sure the shampoo is going to be okay for my hair? Because you know, my mm-hmm. hair is not like the ladies the advert and I remember my mum saying, oh, it'll be fine, don't worry about it, it'll be fine, it'll be fine, use it, use it. And um, bearing in mind, like uh, my hair's in braids and it's like, I'm at that transitioning stage where um, there's about, I don't know, like two or three inches of growth and Mm. then you've got the relaxer the relaxed hair, and then you've got the bits at the end there, just like kill me now. They mm, almost did, didn't it? Sacrificed, <laughs> <Snacky. laughs> really, just snap off. Exactly the ones at the end there, just like just let us go. The so dead I, end. I, I, I Yeah, so I start shampooing my hair. I start shampooing my hair. Start shampooing it, and I'm like, "Mummy, something is wrong," and I can feel my hair like starting to mat together. Mm. I'm like, mummy, what's happening? I remember calling mummy and running out of the bathroom to the living room with like soap suds pouring down my face, going, "Something's wrong, mummy, something's wrong." And she goes in with me, and and my hair has just started matting together. I think it was like a combination of the shampoo, and that my hair was in transition, Mm. and that it was still in braids, and I'd probably left the braids in for too long. Too
1: long. It's starting to Uh, lock.
2: Exactly. And my hair just started matting together. And I remember like three hours later, my mum and my boyfriend at the time, both sitting me down <laughs> and going, Joyce, it's been three hours. I think we need to make a decision. And <laughs> My mum is coming out. towards me with scissors. And I'm like, no, no, we can save it. We can save it. And they're like, you know, and then my brother comes and He's like, nah, man, Joyce, you need to know that. <laughs> my oh, no. you know older brothers are like like no tats no no sort of just be coming with no, the streamer just like nah man you need to let that go because that looks so wrong on your head right now i mean the way he laughs like only an older brother can like no you can't say that. <laughs> you
0: need to, like, go. that kind of reminds that reminds me when i was um when i was in my 20s and you know when you leave a weave in for six weeks too long yeah and and back in the day it was like i mean they still do it now where they actually sewed it in and they use glue mm, to stick certain glue, parts glue. so i um got my mum to take it out and she and all she did was cost me for about six hours because by the, by the time the weave was extracted from my head i look i i i look like um I look like a hedgehog with glue that's how that's how bad my head was it was it was really short and you, and when you're cutting out the, the weave after it's been sewn for yeah. so long you have to make sure that you don't cut your own hair your
2: own hair
0: yeah yeah, yeah. so and you know being at home you know you don't have the, the you don't have the implements that people do in hairdressers you know yeah. when they take it out i'm sure they use a special kind of Needle or something like that, but I I, I just I look like a hedgehog. I, I I just look like a hedgehog with breasts. That is how bad my, <laughs> hair, my hair was because because the glue the glue was still there. Yeah. And when my when my mum washes my hair, you know you know you know when you grew up and, and your parents have to wash your hair and your head was, was like um it 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 was like it was like a squeeze ball, wasn't it? It was just like yeah push push. It, that- yeah yeah yeah. 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 and then she really rubbed her hand in the hair yeah on my head she gave me a migraine at one point (laughs) and and then and then eventually after about an hour or so if it was that long the 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 glue was extracted from my head and then and then she went to comb it now afro hair when it's just washed and when you're ready to comb it um it reminded me of when i was a child when my mum and sometimes my dad washed my hair and like my hair shrunk so when it came to plaiting they gave me a headache because mm. you know when you put the comb through the hair and it's just like yeah. you just re- pulling it's painful. it painful
2: yeah
0: but um but yeah that's what that's what that reminds me of and and i just said from that day onwards i'm never ever ever gonna have sewn and weave again it's just too much
1: hassle hmm i think when what i'm hearing and I just thinking of all the chemicals and um, the akimaki were, you were talking about and the kind of the traumas that we've had to go through to kind of get our hair i did my hair in wet look um i was about 16 I wasn't as bad as you akimak um i was 16 nearly 17 well i also think about the the you were talking about pink. I before I discovered pink, I used to use Stay because you ever whatever wet look product you use, you had to use their aftercare products. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I had a of and that's the kind of questions you would ask them. What kind of wave you got? What kind of what kind of um, wet look you got? Well, I've got Stay I've got Optimum. I've got Dark and Lovely, and yeah. these kinds of things. And you'd have to use their products, so you ended up having to either get get the stasafro one and then you'd have to get there that gluey stuff that they used to put on there. Then you'd have to get the spray to make it wet. Ah. And then you had then you just stuck to everything. You were shiny and wet
2: industry. And jelly. Yeah. And so yeah.
1: you had to sleep with your with um, a towel over yeah. your, um with a plastic bag on my head i sleep with a plastic bag on my head just <laughs> you have to keep it wet I remember,
2: I remember
1: I that. towel I remember. over the pillow and all then of all that. your clothes were covered in this grease that you were constantly greasy constantly in this state of all your clothes you and and you remember the tissue you used to put around your neck <laughs> yeah. Your clothes holly, yeah and do you know yeah, what I mean? and i'm sitting there when you think about all this trauma that you go through all of these kind of Things you have to do, and you're talking about the glue, and you're talking about the sewing, and you're talking about sitting in the hairdressers all day. You you turn up at the hairdressers at nine o'clock. She gives you a nine o'clock appointment. Then half past ten, she's strolling through the to, to the to the hairdressers and just looking at you because you can't say wherever you've been because this is <laughs> you know. Yeah, what I mean? you don't want her
2: to start doing your hair angry.
1: <laughs> you have but to hold. Your, you have to keep um, your mouth and just sit down there, and you know that you're not leaving till six seven o'clock in the day. Yeah yeah you know it's so all of these kinds of things that you go through in your mind and you're having to then think about then you've got to do it all again six weeks later six you know what i mean and that's why you ended up leaving it too long because it was expensive yeah you, know, you had to take a yeah, day out of your it, life to do it yeah, yeah. yeah. and then you had the chore so you just it was something that you had to really kind of think about yeah, a real chore. and then when you see you know your your white counterparts going to the trim <laughs> not not even trim, maybe. They spent, like two
0: hours and that was it and the rest of the yeah they do their highlights the rest of the day
1: how long you in there for i was in there oh i had an appointment are you had an appointment what's that what's an appointment <laughs> <laughs> yeah i had an appointment and was there you know an hour and then you know i mean and you're thinking really all of these things when you look at the comp- the comparison mm. what what you have to do to to um to change your, to sort of do these things to your hair. When did you make the decisions to not do that again? When would that trauma just get too much? When did the, what is it, PTSD stay, stay in? And you're just thinking, I can't do this anymore. When was that moment that you flipped or was, um, it, a moment, or was it a gradual kind of? Oh,
2: for, for me, it was definitely when I had the involuntary big chop. <laughs> yeah that day when i realized what the amount of trauma i'd put my hair through and that it had just got to this point where it was like "Now, nah, ma'am we're not staying on your head anymore because you don't even like us mm-hmm. we feel like you don't love us so we're mm-hmm. leaving that's what it felt like but it was also the first time in my life i'd ever had short short hair because um, like I was saying, my mom had always hot combed my hair. So I always had hair up to like my elbows or longer. Oh, wow. So I'd never had short, short hair. So in some ways it was a horrible thing to happen, but it was also a blessing in disguise because I'd never, I went through a phase where I loved all these sort of like 1920s, 1940s torch singer, like, you know. I, you know, I liked all those sort of nice kooky short looks and I was like, I can think away, look, eh, eh. Think away, no. remember that. Yeah, yeah I and I that. loved all of that sort of stuff and I think that's also when I started to question things like, well, why do all my black hair shops not have any black owned people selling the product? And why do all the products that I buy for my hair look like they were made by people that don't look like me? And how can I trust them to know what's best for my hair if they haven't even got the same hair on their head? So I think it was at that point. So Timothy was a blessing in disguise <laughs> because it was at that point that I started thinking, oh, wait a minute, you know, I should really read what the ingredients are, not just on the things that I've put in my, Belly, but the things that I put on my hair and my skin, and I think that's, I think that's when my sort of journey into natural hair type things started.
1: Mm. Acumac?
3: Um, for me, it was the relaxer, and um, it was just too much. I developed like um, a condition on my scalp where it just became really dry and flaky i could really just pick up bits of my scalp see like the hair follicles in there and everything it just became Mm -hmm. really really painful and um because it was like that but i still wanted to have relaxed hair i'd pay a lot of money to use like really expensive products that were supposed to not you know burn so much
1: Mm
3: -hmm. um but it still did so i was like now i'm being wicked to myself Cause then I didn't really enjoy my hairstyles. I wasn't enjoying it. And it was so yeah. um, So I stopped relaxing. And um, at the time, um, my middle daughter started to care for her own hair. Um, she never relaxed her hair. So she started to like, um, you know, use like oils in her hair and, you know, comb her hair wet and she just started to get really educated about her hair watching videos and I saw how she was caring for her hair and when I used to do um, my hair it hurt and I don't know when I used to do her hair it hurt because we just dragged the comb through comb our hair dry so then when I started to like really follow her and get educated you know I saw that I could manage my hair <coughs> And um, yeah, I think from then I did. I didn't um, want to relax again.
1: Mm. And
3: but I, I knew how to manage my hair. Yeah,
1: yeah. Eb, so when did you make your change? How old were you?
0: I was thirty-seven when mm-hmm. I decided that enough was enough. I just had enough. And mm. I, I know it's probably some people probably think that's that really old but um but yeah this is in 20 um this was in 2013 um so that's that was a year when i turned 38 but yeah january 20 2013 age 37 I, I i just said enough is enough i can't i can't do this anymore you mm. know um yes it is expensive um the upkeep is 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 not a blessing at all um it's tiresome i got sick of having to um use so much product in my hair um i got sick of the uh follow the the drip uh wet patch you know the grease patch that that you get on um on your pillow and Mm -hmm. i I just got and you know the the kind of wet patch that you would see on the on the window on the buses um yeah I, i i just had enough i i and i read an article um as i said earlier i i read an article um about relaxers and stuff like that. And the images that I saw were like scalp being peeled off of, of the skin. And I just said, you know what? I, I can't do this anymore.
2: I, yeah.
0: I, I prefer braiding, at least with braiding, you know when to take it out, um, when you're supposed to take it out. And at least your hair, your, your scalp, is somewhat safer. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. And I mean, like, the, like the worst you'll get with with braiding sometimes is itchiness, but it's nowhere near as bad as having to sit exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <The laughs> like, well, it's, when it's just done. It's just <laughs> done. and, and you're beating your head <laughs> yeah. like this. And people are really, like, like, are you trying to do the the, the tapping and rubbing and stuff?" But no, I'm scratching my head. And my mom's like, "Stop it!" But yeah, mm. but yeah, um, but yeah, I mean that that, but tapping your head is a lot is a lot more i would say it's a lot more soothing if you like than having to than knowing that when you're going to get your hair relaxed after the months of hair growth because i was trying to avoid going to the hairdressers just to save money um that is a, that's it's, it's a lot it's a lot nicer it's a lot more soothing it's just and i think braids i think braids and kinky twists and and and, and those two in particular are a lot prettier and, and natural plaits as well, you know, natural hair um, locks are a hell of a lot prettier now. Um, I mean, even you know, with your with your natural hair and, and you add like a an attachment attachment to the back, it's a lot it's a lot prettier than relaxing. I mean, I do sometimes, um, you know, when I'm walking through um, near where I, where I live, you know, I'll like walk past like two or three hairdressers, and I'm I'm seeing like. You know, women, you know, relaxing their hair. I'm like, how, how are you still doing that? Because 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 people love the the way that their hair feels. And um, are they doing it to you know European standards? Maybe not. Maybe they're doing it because they like they like the look of their hair afterwards. But nah, I just said 30, 37 years old. I said nah, I can't do this anymore. I I I, I need to I need to go on a different route
1: question were you really taught to look after and care your hair or was your hair just done did your pep do you know what i mean were you taught use this do this or did you just have vaseline when i was growing up it was vaseline dixie peach and what was it rose what was it um i can't remember the the one from jamaica um bell rose but were you taught to look after your hair or were you just washing it every so often, putting grease in there, plaiting it up and then going to school? And so that you didn't develop the understanding about how to look after your hair. Because I don't remember there being any kind of real kind of understanding of what your hair was. It was just something that needed look a little grease in it, you know what I mean? Get it. And it was about getting it so that you could get up and go out in the mornings and not have to worry about it too much. So that's why relaxing became something that you did because it was convenient. It was was quick. You could put some tongs in and you were out in the house and you look good. You could put curlers in and you were out of the house and you look good pressing all of these things. And I think it's because we didn't learn how to look at uh, look after it in any way there was no special oils as you say uh, um, as you were saying um uh, crazy the kind of products that we were using and i look at bellrose i think bellrose had lead in it on something Vaseline yeah. is not for they just of, use Vaseline lots of, everything. Dang,
2: lots of dangerous ingredients in there and i mean like vaseline for example you know i was raised on Vas- vaseline but you know <laughs> I, I, I i've you know i've come to realize over the last decade or so that you know if if it's it's basically all the reject rejected items from actually making petrol to run Mm -hmm. your car that they're trying to resell to us as something Mm -hmm. viable to put on your skin and in your hair so i mean in hair anything everywhere i'm not convinced anymore but but i like i said i was raised i was raised on it i was one of those sort of like um I don't know, like oak wood, shiny babies. Do you know the ones I mean? <laughs> you like you've been varnished, didn't it? Like I've been you got varnished, them cell that exactly. Couldn't... I didn't, I didn't feel right unless I was literally sliding out of the door on the way to <laughs> school. Do you know what I mean? I'm that mum.
1: That was it. I'm that mum. <laughs> my boy you
3: know. said, shiny enough. It's okay. okay. I'm shiny. shiny. I'm gonna, yeah.
2: When you leave the house, yeah. you got to be shiny. I don't want any ashy, ashy business. No child, no ash- ashy, no ashy child, you know. No, ashy, yeah. They're just
1: <laughs> so it's a delight. So, I'm just thinking about how we've developed now. We're all big people, we've got children, you know what I mean. We're all big people. We're looking at this hair, we're looking at who's on TV. Let's look at who's on our screens. There are no very few natural haired women on our screens right about yeah. now. If you're not wearing extensions, if you're not wearing weave of some kind, then you don't exist. There's very few people that have got natural hair. Um, Again, it's that influence. When you look at the young girls, even girls with long hair, tie up their own hair and then add a piece that looks exactly like the hair that they just tied up because it's about weaving it and having that kind Mm. of, um, of effect yeah what relationship do you think we have now I'm looking at the time um that we have now with our hair and that young people have developed with their hair do you think they have a relationship with it or is it something that they dismiss because they cover it up because they don't actually use it see it and put it out
2: I think it's it it depends on what side of the fence you fall onto. Like um, I think of uh, like my goddaughter um, Faith and my son, they are both like very into sort of like natural, hair care products and I approach it with my son because my son's got quite long hair and I approach it with him like a science project. So everything is like lab coats on. Let's see what we're doing this week, you know, and it's much more fun that way than like going into a shop and, and buying products. We've started to learn about, you know, like vitamins and beneficial hair oils and lotions and like the lock method, you know, like liquid oil moisturize, all of that sort of thing, Uh, conditioner, all of that sort of thing. I I think that sort of information is a lot more accessible now. So it's a lot you don't. If I was a teenager now, I wouldn't feel as compelled maybe as I did in my generation to just go down the one road in terms of hair options. And I think that's a really good thing. And I I, I like that there is a sort of like natural hair community and all that kind of thing. But I think what you choose to, you know, like I am not my hair, like the song is very apt because I don't think you should be judged like solely based on what what your hair is doing. I mean, I've got locks, but that doesn't necessarily make me a Rastafarian. Do you know what I mean? Um,
1: Yes, sorry, I've got locks and I was, and
2: no one can look at me and say that
1: i'm rasta <laughs> again sorry we I lost you I'm a bit not, there but no one could look at me and say that i'm rasta no way shape or form and i'm looking i'm just thinking of the young people now and i'm just thinking about how we've we've come a long way from the hot cone. we've come a long way from that and i think if you sort of produced a hot cone to the young people now they'd run a mile um and we've moved I don't think they're perming and using those chemicals as much now. I think we've moved away from that. And now we're into this kind of attachment kind of era. Now, everything's got to be stuck on, sewn on, glued on, all of those kinds of things that we're we're moving into that era now. But there are, you say, this consciousness is there now and we've got far more products. And now I go into a shop and I look for products and I have no clue. What (laughs) am I supposed to be putting on my hair? And yeah. things that say that they're natural, and I've tried them, and I think you know that natural. I can see the e. What's it? Names that I can't. You know what I mean? Names. Yeah. You know, I just go yeah. coconut oil, and I'm done. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Because everything's still the same. And I think have we moved on in terms of how we are, how we are perceived now? We've got a lot of black people on the screen, as you say, but again, are we bodies? We've got lots of black people, but now that we've got Kim Kardashian, and we've got people pumping up their lips. We've got people taking out, you know, the extreme backside, the things that we black people were ridiculed for in the past. Now that they are being moved over into white society, now that we can get white women who can put Botox on and who can filler, put fillers in their lips and do all of those things do you think we're going to get relegated again? Or are we already moving on into something new and they can stay there with their big lips because we are gone, we're doing, we're onto something else. And they'll have to teach something else from us again in the future. What are we saying?
2: I think there will always be aspects of us that, um, Western Europe find sort of mysterious yet attractive to the extent that it's, emulated but never quite reached Mm. and um something like style is a is a good example of that because it's something that is constantly evolving so they might get good at creating a sort of outfit look but by the time they've made it it's kind of gone out of fashion it's a lot like the the story of um african wax print Mm. and how it became something more african than it actually is. Like um, like a Cressy Boutique, a, a lot of the things I make there are with African wax print. So I'm always fascinated by hearing the stories about how wax print came about. And I like it because it's almost like a metaphor for myself as a diasporian. It's traveled through various countries and became different types of incarnations before it went back to Africa and became known as African wax print and something that is associated with being African, but it's been via Indonesia and Malaysia and all of these other European countries as so well, Holland as well, exactly before it came back into um, Africa and and became what it is known as now. So I would say like. Um, To consider myself, yeah, I wrote this down earlier, to consider myself beautiful and attractive, being as dark skinned and as female or afab, assigned female Mm at birth as I am, is a revolutionary act in itself. So I'm gonna keep Mm -hmm. doing that.
1: Amen to that. (laughs) Aki Mac, what are you (laughs) saying?
3: Um I think um that. The black, the black woman, the black, um, black people as a whole, whether it's fashion, music, um, you know, beauty, that they'll always be like Tracy said, emulated. Um, I've always gonna be um, some form of um, capital gain. As you know, especially um, black women, we spend a lot on hair products. Um. I remember reading the figures are quite a lot how, you know, that's like a big industry. Um, so I feel like, you know, a lot of things we use our body products. Um, you know, if we want to use the ones that now we're learning about natural oils, are a lot more expensive, some of, you know, some of what we need, you know, because we can't get them just like that in this country. Um, it is, it does work out. So I think black people always, um, you know, it's a lot of, it's, it's um, a lot of capital. Um, so, um, I think, yeah, we, we've, 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 um, come a long way, but I think we can, um, there's always, if we look into it and now become, you know, manufacturers and, um, you know, not just, you know, not just on the the selling it stage, but actually, you know, becoming manufacturers and, and Mm -hmm. having our own brands, um, because a lot of the brands, when you do look behind it, it's not it's not owned by black people.
1: Yeah.
3: Um, so therefore, you know, it's going to still continue to be that watered down version. Um, you know, they're going to put things in there to stretch it um, so they, they can, you know, mass produce um, because they know it's in demand. We are going to need and we start learning about certain brands um our own brands um, i think that's when we can say that we've come a long way when that money um, you know is 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 black owned because yeah we spend a lot in that industry um, so i i just think yeah black people are just beautiful people um because we're so we're such a variety and, um, you know, when it comes to shades, you can be in a family and the family is like, you know, I didn't even know that there's eight different shades, but I just knew there was a lot. You know, you can have someone with, you know, different color eyes, different color hair. And then it's like trace back. Grandma's black. Granddad's black. You know, that's just black people. We just come such a variety. So I think that is beauty. Variety is beauty and black people are beauty.
0: Mm-hmm. There we go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> okay, um are we gonna be emulated again? Um I think we've been emulated so much to the point where it's like people will say that we don't own anything anymore. Um our butts have been emulated, our lips have been emulated, um, our hips have been emulated. yeah sorry about that yeah um uh, yeah all our body parts have been emulated to the point where um it's it's almost as if we don't own anything anymore and the fact of the matter is what we do own is that we own our natural beauty so we've not gone out and and done the, the collagen we've not gone out and done um you know the butt lifts you know we're natural and when you see black women with a naturally um, voluptuous backside, you know that's her own. When you see a, a black woman, in, in particular, with thick lips, you know that's her own. So we own all that natural stuff, um, and pretty much everything that you know that that we that we have been have been has been emulated. Our style has been emulated. Our beauty has been emulated. You know, bearing in mind that people are going out and paying for for all of that um but i just think that you know when it comes to beauty we, we we are sexy people even the unsexy ones are sexy so you know we we owe, we own our we own our bodies you know we've not gone out and paid thousands of pounds um you know abroad to actually to actually attain that you know mm-hmm. so at the end of the day you know people still copy us whatever we do But all I can say, what I I will say is that, you know, and this isn't to be detrimental to anybody, but it is a fact, whether people like it or not, people have copied what we have done after years of having having our features been made a laughing stock of. You can go back to uh, the the days of Sarah Bartman, Um, yeah? So, what I will say is that, when we're, we're natural, that's what we, you know. When it comes to when it comes to what we have, it is natural. We've not gone out and bought it, unless of course you want, you want to include um, a gym membership, where, where where some of us have had to lose the weight. But apart from that, it's ours. And if anybody wants, to, and, then, and and you know, the saying goes that you know, imitation is a, is a sincerest form of flattery. Okay, but at the end of the day, you know as far as I'm concerned, irrespective of how much collagen one gets in their lips, however much um, implants somebody has in their backside, it will never, it will never compete with what we have. Mm.
3: <laughs> I'm so <serious>. yes. <laughs> yeah. a, a
1: I'm I want to thank you all for your contributions, for your enlightenment. Um, I was watching um, the, the Mister Motivator on the TV this morning, oh, and the man he said oh, is still like years old. Oh, and I'm telling oh. you, whenever I, you know what I mean, G- black doesn't crack. When we look at ourselves and how we age, I'm not going to say that we don't. We don't, we don't we don't age. Of course we age. My skin isn't as the same as it was when I was 21. If you did see me them time there, <laughs> <laughs> but we i think when we look at our melanin it is it, value and we have to value what we have mm. value our body shape because as you say we are being emulated um and you know every time i think of how they treat us i think of disco when we made disco and it was at the height and as soon as white people take it over they they don't know how to handle it and they just destroy it to, to not, not even they want it again because That's whatever fun. they tried,
2: totally, totally took the fun out of it
1: Yeah, whenever they take something from us, they did they they don't know what to do with it and they just mash it up because all they think about is money and they don't know how to actually enjoy and just be and live. And we know how to enjoy and be and live ourselves in whatever guise that we choose to be in. We can be a whole different shapes and sizes and shades and differences within us once sort of melanin covered coat that we have on Mm. and so i think we you know we need need to value what we have and to know that you know what i mean we've got this we are strong and we can carry this and we just know that we need to know that yeah they're going to take our big lips but when they you know when that that needle juked them we just have to know that all we need to do is put on a bit of lippy and we are gone the sun is has kissed us you know what I mean? We are walking around sun-kissed. Vitamin D is what we need and that is it done. We're sorted. So ladies, I want to say this is verity You have been listening to verity ladies. Thank you for tuning in. We have one more um, series in this set that we're doing. So do join us again when we be we talking um, and having more discussions, um, deep discussions, personal discussions. So good night verity um poverty Land, and we will see you next week. Bye.
3: Bye. Bye. Hey, Bye. See you later.